<laughs> I think I told you the story. A friend of mine, uh, Kevin Crow, uh, from is he from Georgia, Alabama? Okay, yeah. But he's the one told about a, a guy had a four-wheeling accident and they found him. Um, someone had, I think he broke his neck, but someone had stolen his wallet and four-wheeler. And uh, just, uh, just, you know, just things that people can do, but uh, to, to other people, just it's hard to believe. But what I want to focus, what I want to look at today is who is my Christian brother? Now, obviously, this, this, this guy was not a Christian brother. I mean, that, that's pretty plain to, to anyone. But, you know, if you live your life thinking every person who claims to be a Christian is your brother, you will be profoundly confused about the Bible, about, you know, what people can do to you in the name of, of Jesus, in the name of religion, and you don't want, you want to be able, and hopefully this will give us some pointers to go on, to be able to identify, you know, who is my Christian brother? Just because a person says he's a Christian, does that make him my Christian brother? Now, in Luke 10 and verse 30, Jesus sort of addresses this issue. Luke 10 and verse 30, and Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, the story, I'm not going to read all of the story, but uh, here were a couple religious type. There was a priest. There was a Levite. Um, you know, they, they fit into this category of being deeply religious. Um, but the story concludes in verse 33. It says, but a certain Samaritan... As he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Notice this. He had compassion on this man that he saw. And, and of course, compassion is one of the characteristics of a person who is a brother in Christ, a sister in Christ. Compassion. So who is my brother? Is everyone, everyone you meet who claims to be a Christian your brother or your sister? Well, here we had a Levite and a priest who basically sort of, Jesus is saying, they were not. You know, they, they were, were religious. They had, you know, maybe the robe on and, and they could quote scriptures backwards and forwards. And, but they, because they lacked something, because they lacked compassion, they, they were not a brother in Christ. <clears throat> now, Jesus tells us, what a real Christian brother is, and, and we're going to look at this in Matthew 12 and verse 46. Matthew 12 and verse 46. It says, While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and, and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, your mother and your brother stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said to him, that told him, who is my mother and who are my brethren? So here we got it right out of the mouth of Christ. You know, who is my mother? Who is my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, behold, my mother and my brother, brethren. And notice the next verse, verse 50. For whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, 
the same as my brother and sister and mother. Whosoever does the will of my father. Now that obviously can get personal um, as we examine our own lives. I think we all struggle with areas of, of you know, sin. And, but are we really sincere about doing God's will? Where we forfeit our will or our desires or, or our likes or whatever. Are we really sincere about this? Because this says, uh, Whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. What is God's will? Well, to be a real Christian brother. Like I said earlier, would a Christian brother find a guy who had broken his neck and still his billfold and wallet? Well, of course not. I mean, still his, still his uh, four-wheeler and wallet. Now, to break it down a little bit more, uh, who is your brother? I want to look at Matthew 22 and verse 36. And I think Christ is still dealing with this issue. Matthew 22 and verse 36 says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is likened to it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. Now, what Christ is, you know, I've met people, at least on, not met them, but on YouTube, you know, you meet a lot of people, <laughs> whether you want to or not. But they make comments about, well, Christ only gave two laws, you know, love God, love your neighbor as yourself. And, and they don't realize, or maybe they, maybe they do realize, but don't want to admit it. But this is a summation of the Ten Commandments. The first four tell you how to love God. The last six tells you how to love your fellow man. So while we're there, let's just, let me just go over, here, go, go over this. Okay, how do I love God? How does a brother in Christ truly, a brother or sister, truly love God? Well, we have the four commandments to tell us. Okay, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, you know, if I'm honest... The God that I think we, we all place in front of the real God is the God of self. Or at least that's the tendency, you know, that we will put self in front of God. You shall not make yourselves an idol. Now, idol can be anything. Idol can be a person. It can be a relationship. It can be a marriage. It can be material possession. It can be a home. You know, idols, oh man, they come in many different colors and <laughs> forms and are idols. So, you know, you shall not make yourself an idol, something that you place before God. You should not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Of course, you know, I've done construction work all my life, and you just get almost immune to that stuff. Hearing people curse the sky blue, take God's name in vain. You know, you just get sick of hearing it. You wish they wouldn't do it. but And that's only one way to take God's name in vain. Um, remember the Sabbath day. By keeping it. That's what we're doing here today. Uh, and then the last six tells you how to love your, your neighbor as yourself. Honor your father and mother. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. You shall not give false testimony. And you shall not covet. So we're, we're nailing down, okay, what is a, a true brother in Christ? A, a true sister in Christ? These are definitions that we're... So who, who is my Christian brother? Well, it starts... Hey, it starts with the Ten Commandments. Absolutely. And you know, Jesus comes along and 
And actually, in reality, Christ makes the commandments more binding. Because he begins to explain what, you know, you've heard it said of all times, don't kill. But I say unto you, if you're angry with your brother without a cause, you know, you're guilty of breaking that commandment. So what he's saying is, he actually makes it more binding, the law of God, by, by dealing with what goes on between the ears. You know, you've got thoughts of anger and hatred toward another person between the ears. And, uh, you know, again, he says, you, you shall not commit adultery. But I say, whosoever looks upon a woman. And, again, he deals with, okay, the, the law of God, he makes, it, he makes it actually more binding upon people by dealing with, with what goes on between the ears. All active sin originates in the mind first. You don't just go out and sin. I mean, it just, you know, it, it starts here first. You know, thought processes that we go through. And it may be a while before you actually go out and commit the action of, of the sin. So, I mean, let's, let's sort of take this, break it down. If, if, you, if you loan a person money who claims to be a Christian and they refuse to pay it back, <laughs> is that a brother? <laughs> now, again, I'm not saying we can't have weaknesses. Okay, let me emphasize that. All right. If someone steals from you who claims to be a Christian, is that a brother or sister? Someone cheats on his wife, claims to be a brother or sister. You know, um, the guy used to live in the community where Andrew and Ronnie lived. Uh, if you met this guy, he was deeply religious. In five minutes of meeting him, he'd tell you about Jesus. He active in the church, missionary trips, just loved to talk about the Lord, loved to talk. Well, he was cheating on his wife, you know. And, uh, okay, is that a brother? You know, these are things, these are discernment. By their fruits, you shall know them. As we talk about brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to look at the fruit of a person and how they live their life. Person lies to you all, constant liar, you know, just lying always. Is that a brother or a sister? You know, I'm convinced churches are full of unconverted Christians who are not your brother. <laughs> you, you have to identify this in your actions with people. Now, um, again, I'm not saying people can't have weaknesses. Uh, Jesus addresses this. You don't have to turn there, but it's, you want to reference, it's John 8 and verse 34. John 8 and verse 34. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin is the servant of sin. He sort of identifies, you know, there's one thing, sin out of weakness that we all struggle with, but a servant, this is something practice, practice sin as a way of life. And, and you should be able to identify the difference between the two. You know, uh, as a way of life, a person who just practices a certain behavior continuously. Uh, so, if you go through life thinking every person who claims to be a Christian is your brother, you're going to be profoundly deceived, is my point. Now, I want to just hint, I'll touch on this a little bit more, but in, in business, me and Ronnie, U.S. Stone, we have, uh, there's been times that we've had to, uh, I think, uh, I'm not sure if we actually had to take people to court, but we had to threaten to take people to court in order to get them to pay us. 
Now, there's a, I just got an email just recently, someone, a letter from a friend that said, now, Christian brothers are never to take each other to court. You don't do that. Okay. That's part of what motivated this message of, of wanting to deal with this. But uh, So I, my, my point in this message is you being able to identify who is your brother by their fruits, by what they're doing. Another thing about... Uh, Brothers and sisters is, is I, I'm sort of getting off point here, but Psalms 119 and verse 165. I think this is the characteristic of a brother or a sister. Psalms 119 and, verse, and Psalms 119 and verse 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And that's the characteristic of a brother or sister in Christ. Nothing, they love the law of God and nothing shall offend them. You know, it was Ron Dart that made the comment one time, and it, it was a slap in the face because I, 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 I didn't come up, I came up short. But he said, anytime you're offended, it's always your fault. <laughs> and I sort of couldn't argue with it. I thought, well, you know, I wanted to argue with it. Uh, <laughs> But I thought, well, maybe if I love the law of God enough, I, I shouldn't be offended. I should let this thing pour off, you know, like waters off a duck's back or whatever. But anyway, uh, I think this is a characteristic of a, of a brother, sister in Christ. Now let's take a look at this verse in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 1. And this, is, this, is, this verse is powerful when you think about what it tells us. I don't know how someone can just gloss over this, and, and it ought to give some people much to think about here. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 1 says, Dare any of you having a matter against another to go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Now, he's talking about taking issues to court. You know, Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you not worthy... Unworthy? Are you unworthy to judge the smallest matter? Know you not that we shall judge angels? And how much more things that pertain to this life? Man, did you know you're going to be doing this? Judging the world? Judging angels? Um, so what, what this verse is saying is that a true brother in Christ should be able to work out their differences outside the courts. In, like, let's say in this room, All right, let's say I sold, and I don't never do this anyway, I wouldn't do it, but uh, there was a, a, a brother at Statesville Church that wanted to buy my old Impala. Now that thing's got about 300,000 miles on it. And that's a no, I don't ever do that. I don't, I don't sell people in the church cars. Uh, <laughs> and the reason I tell you that, I'll tell you the reason. That thing has 300,000 miles, and I know it could blow up the day he gave me the money. I just know that. Now, some people buying, it, buying stuff don't know that. Uh, <laughs> but let's say I sold you something, and then you come back, and the next day it blows up. And you say, you sold me a lemon. We should work, be able to work that in the church. We should get together and say, okay, let's use discernment. Let's talk this out. Let's settle this. It, you know, that's, that's what this scripture is. is true brothers in the body of Christ are able to do this. Okay? Well, what is a true brother in Christ? Let's go through a list I made up here. 
<laughs> a brother in Christ is a person who has been called of God to be part of the government of God at Christ's return. How about that one? For the past 2,000 years, God has been call, calling out his cabinet members that will rule and reign with him at Christ's return. Now, if you're oblivious to this, you may not be a brother. <laughs> if you say, I didn't know that. I thought I was going to heaven and retire for the next 10 million. You, you may not be a brother if you don't grasp the purpose of your, why God called you in the first place. This world is sick and it needs fixing and it needs, it needs answers. It needs discernment of people that know the law of God and, and can have judgment. That's what this verse is about when it talks about judging angels, judging the world. I mean, somewhere along the way, that's got to come into focus in our calling. <clears throat> all, right, that, all right, A brother is a person who has unconditionally surrendered to God. That's a process. A brother is a person who has been baptized into the body of Christ and has received the leadership of the Holy Spirit. All right? A brother has been called and chosen by God. A brother has answered that calling. Now, there's a lot of people that don't never answer the calling. They can sit in church for years. They can nod their head, be a head nodder, you know, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah, but they never answer the calling. They never go through what God wants. <clears throat> Baptism, laying on of hands, receiving the Spirit of God. A brother is a person who loves the law of God, not one that has developed a theology that dismisses his law. You know, it, when I'm debating or arguing with people, people that want to argue about the law's been abolished, been nailed to the cross, been fulfilled, I just basically say that's not a brother. Now, maybe that's being judgmental, but, it, but that's the way I look at it. It's not a brother in Christ. Do they go to church six days a week and twice on Sunday? Probably. Do they sing Christian music? Probably. Do, you know, they, they probably do. A brother believes in obedience to God, not just faith and belief. So, 1 Corinthians 6 tells us the saints shall judge the, the world. How? How? Well, by having the discernment between right and wrong. The discernment comes by knowing what the word of God says about a subject. What does the Bible say about this subject? You know? All right, that's how, you know, judge the world. Okay, not only that, but we shall judge angels. Now, that, that would be fallen angels. That would not be good angels, and there's no need to judge those, them, or whatever. But um, a third of the angels rebelled against God and became demons. Okay, they're going to have to be judged. Not sure what's going to happen to those. That's a... We could talk about that. No, let's don't talk about that. <laughs> we'll get into a knockdown, drag out argument if we talk about that stuff. <laughs> now, this, I do not view, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I do not view most religious people as brothers and sisters in the faith. I never have. I never have. Now, maybe that's uh, uh, something on my part that I need to get over. Maybe I should be more positive. I don't know. Uh, maybe I should believe more. I don't know. But, you know, especially if they have a no-law theology, which would include a lot of mainstream. You know, a lot of people, 
in the world are living after their carnal mind, which is vanity, lust, greed, envy, power, hungry, money hungry. Is it okay to take these type of people to court? Absolutely. Why? Because they're unbelievers. Uh, they're not your brothers. They may claim to be Christian, but their actions speak louder than words. And living in a world full of carnal-minded, unconverted people, God does not intend for us to be a doormat and let other people run over us. Sometimes you have to fight for your rights, and you may have to, in some cases, take people to a court of, you're taking, you know, and that's what, courts are for unbelievers. And that's, that, that's what it's for. And you may have to do that. Do that. Uh, but be aware. Beware that many of those unbelievers take the name Christian upon their lips. They say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. Just be aware of that. So I wanted to share that with you because, uh, like I said, it, there might have been a time when I, I did, maybe when God first called me, I thought just because a person said it, I'm a Christian. I believed it. And then you get ran over or hurt by actions of people and, and things that they do and things that they're allowing and the fruit is just not there. So I, I think we need to pray for discernment in this area in dealing with people. You know, you don't want to get hurt and uh, one of the ways you, you keep from getting hurt is by asking for God to give you discernment to be able to tell, to look at the fruit. And uh, but uh, So it's important to understand who is my brother, my true brother. And you know, what we have here is a beautiful thing, though. We have people who I would consider, yes, you are my brothers and sisters in Christ. And that, that is such a precious thing to have. It's a rare thing to have. It's not something that you just, you meet, you know, it's not just every person you meet on the street, oh, you're a brother, I love you, and all that. Okay, you love them, but, you know, a, a true brother and sister in Christ is special. Peculiar people. And, and it's a beautiful thing. So, anyway, always be able to identify your brothers and sisters in Christ.